welcome you to Eastlake Plus. I'm Cliff Albert, the host for this edition of the podcast. And my guest today, it is a thrill to have her on the show and on this podcast today because it is somebody that you will want to know more about. And we're going to find out more about her today. Her name is Marlis Williamson. She's the science coordinator for the Chula Vista Elementary School District and winner of the Presidential Award for Excellence from the White House. Marlis, it is a really pleasure to, to have you here today. Thank you, Cliff. I'm excited to be here, too. It's amazing. You know, congratulations, first off, on getting the award. And I know it must have meant a lot to you. And, and I have to ask you, you know, it's a very impressive award. And tell me a little bit more about the award and what it means to you personally and as a teacher. Yeah, the award is the highest recognition that any kindergarten through 12th grade teacher could get from the U.S. government. So it's sponsored by the National Science Foundation. And the award um, recognizes two teachers, one math and science teacher from each state every year. And so I was nominated back in 2018 for this award and went through the process, a very long process, 30-minute unedited video lesson, essays, um, colleagues had to write letters of recommendation and those sorts of things and really had to explain the pedagogy behind science instruction in my classroom. And then um, went through the process and back in March of 2021, I was uh, recognized as one of three California state finalists and then moved on to the national level. And the national level, it goes on to a panel of mathematicians and scientists and the Office of uh, White House Science and Technology Policy um, goes forward. And um, just this February, I was recognized as the California State um, Awardee for all of all of United States. So it was pretty amazing. That is very cool. What's it been like for you personally to be recognized in this way after years of just dedicating your life to, to education? You know, it was huge for me because it, it felt validation for just my my continued push for quality science education for all students. That's what it's always been in my classroom to make sure that every student has the opportunity to see themselves as scientists, see themselves as engineers, to talk like scientists, read like scientists, write like scientists. And so for me to have this platform was really is really inspiring and engaging for me because I, I know how important it is to, for students to be able to see themselves in authentic context, use that science in the classroom, and to be able to see themselves in the future going into our STEM careers. So. Well, you clearly have a passion and dedication to what you do. And it's interesting because through the years I've asked people, sometimes, who was your favorite teacher in school? What made that teacher so favorite uh, for you? And they'll always say they were really excited about what they did. They seem to really care about me and what they taught. And, and let me ask you this question. Is there a former teacher or someone in your past who has been a mentor to you or who inspired you to become a teacher and, and be so good at it? You know, I have to say, I grew up here in Chula Vista. I went to Chula Vista schools, went to Benita schools, and, and the, the teachers here are amazing. And I had lots of teachers in my path that that inspired me to do what I do. Amazing science teachers, amazing math teachers. But I have to first, like, take a couple nods to some some other people in my life. Number one, my parents were both teachers um, and they were exceptional educators. And they also worked in places where they saw students, especially historically marginalized students, and they saw themselves as that one teacher that would help inspire them. So knowing that and, and seeing their, their work and what they did were really inspiring to me. And one of the reasons why I remember going to college 
going through a biology degree and deciding, Mom, Dad, what is, what is it like to be a teacher? Did you really enjoy it? You know, and, and they inspired me. So starting with watching them every day um, was, was definitely very important in my life. And then I do have to just put some nods out to some teachers in my my career right now. Um, the first is my former principal, Dr. Deborah McLaren. Um, she saw and inspired me for science um, and was really great as the catalyst to um, take me in and letting me go through professional learning and um, allowing me to sub one, you know, to get substitutes to go into uh, the, the classrooms of others and to really learn. And so if I think without her as kind of that inspiration and that push, allow me the safe space in my classroom, I, I definitely wouldn't be where I was now without her. So definitely, you know, as a child growing up, great educators here in Chula Vista and Bonita, my parents, of course, wonderful, but, you know, lots of colleagues as well who I, you know, taught for many years with and just was inspired by them and, and their love for for kids too. So. And of course, you received this presidential award for excellence uh, at a time where over these last two years, we've all gone through the COVID-19 pandemic and the impact that that has had on education and teachers and students. Surveys have come out recently just showing the difficult impact on many students and teachers as well. What have you learned about dealing with teachers, dealing with students because of these last two years? And, and what is your hope for the future coming out of it now? Yeah, this was definitely, uh, you know, going through distance learning, virtual learning, having to shift on a dime was something that, you know, it's just incredible. The historic, the uh, heroic stories that come out of, you know, what the teachers did is just absolutely amazing. And so I, I know that there's been a lot of talk about learning loss. And I always try to continue to keep a positive spin about learning found and what students actually gained from being at home with their families and making dinner and, you know, being able to go outdoors and go for walks and those sorts of things. And that also too, like focusing on that is like super important. And the amount of technology knowledge that not only teachers gained, but students as well. And really, I think set us huge leaps and bounds forward towards this idea of really STEM education and computer literacy moving forward into future jobs. So, you know, although it was really tough, I think that we can also look at how much learning was actually found from that, those moments. And I hope that we can continue to hold on to that. In the world in which we live, how important is science education to not only individuals' futures, but even our country's future? It's huge. I mean, I know that I, I look back and I remember, that, you know, taking a moment to just reflect on seeing my 31 kids on this computer screen and seeing them in their rooms, but they were safe. They were at home. They were still learning. And I thought, you know, this wouldn't have been possible 10 years ago, you know, without these computer engineers, the coders, um, you know, the scientists who are making decisions about keeping us safe. And so that was that little moment of just reflecting on, wow, how far we came in 10 years to be able to do this. And if we didn't have that 10 years ago, you know, where would we have been at? We wouldn't have been able to still educate our students. And so I can only imagine where we're going to be 10 years from now. And it's going to be so much farther, like so much farther with technology and computers and science. And so it is really important that we continue to push our students and prepare them for the careers of the future, because that's where it is. And when it comes to somebody who may be watching this podcast right now, Marlis, who may be thinking about becoming a teacher or has already made that decision to get into this field, what would you want them to know? What's the most important thing that a teacher and a future teacher should know? I think for me, the biggest thing is just to see 
the students and what they bring to every day, the strengths that they come with, and really know that they need somebody in their corner um, to really believe in them. And that's always something that I've always believed in, you know, seeing my students walk in with this, you know, the assets that they bring to the classroom. Um, and if we could just focus on that and be that one person to really believe in what every child has and the potential they can bring, um, is that's what's most important. We focus on the skills that they bring and how amazing they are, really are every day. What's something that you learned during these years that you have been teaching that maybe you never expected to actually happen or maybe the toughest thing that you've had to learn? That's a, that's a tough one. Um, I think I think the biggest thing is just the where our students come every day and the different situations they all come from. I think that was something, you know, you thought, oh, the students are all going to come in and they know how to read. Students all are going to come in and know how to do math, and I just have to do my one job in my year from here to here. But the idea of, you know, as a teacher, all the things you have to do. You're the nurse. You're the psychologist. You're the, you know, the person that they can go to for hugs and all those sorts of things. I think that was the biggest thing, the, this huge idea of being more than just the giver of knowledge, but really cultivating that whole child. It has to be so satisfying to be a teacher. When you go home after a day at school over these many years that you've been teaching now, what's it like? Do, do, do you, you must go home and feel like, well, today I nailed it or I helped that child. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a little different now that I'm out of the classroom and now that I'm the science coordinator, but I remember going back every day after, and you never stop worrying or thinking about your kids and thinking about them. I mean, you're, oh, what's, what am I going to do? How am I going to get to that kid that had a rough day today? How am I going to challenge this kid? And you, you never stop thinking about them and that constant, um, just caring all the time. And I think that it stays with you. And then you, you still wonder, I wonder whatever happened to, you know, so-and-so I wonder whatever happened to them. And, um, it's great. I think the most rewarding part is when you come back and you get to see, they come back. And they show you, hey, I, I, you know, Miss Williamson, I got into Stanford and I'm going, you know, I'm going to pursue science because of what you did in your classroom. Or Mrs. Williamson, can you write me a letter of recommendation? I want to work for the Fleet Science Center, you know, things like that. But I think those, that's that payback that you get and that you, you know, just really makes it uh, worth every moment, every moment of worry, every moment of brain energy after work. That was, that's what it's for. You know, a lot of people may be watching this podcast right now are parents and they're probably thinking to themselves, wow, I want a teacher like her for my kid. What do you want parents to know? I, you know, I think that, you know, education starts at home. And the, the biggest thing is just encourage the curiosity within, within your child. Um, take them out for nature walks. Take them out and flip over rocks and leaves and those sorts of things. And those million questions that we always tease them about, oh, stop asking questions. I've already answered that. Encourage that curiosity because that's what true scientists do. And so if we can cultivate that at home, it's so important. And I think just, you know, talk to your, you know, just slow down for a moment. Talk to them. Listen to what they have to say. Talk about how things work and be still and observe and, and those sorts of things. And if you could do that, the power of that um, for a child growing up, you know, is so important. So, you know, just slow down, enjoy, look around, observe. It's, that's, I think, what's most important as a parent. Marlis, you were a true, uh, just a fine example of somebody who is an advocate for education and teaching. And we just so much thank you for being part of this podcast. I'm Cliff Albert. That's Marlis Williamson. 
once again, winner of the Presidential Award for Excellence. And thanks for watching us here on East Lake Plus.